God. It's another episode of the Down by Two podcast. It's your boy, Josh Elijah Burbank to my right. Hey, how you doing? Hi. <gasps> how are you? Spooky. <laughs> you smell that? <laughs> Why? I smell that. <laughs> oh, boy. So don't mind us. We just did a little bit of laughing gas. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, man, got ourselves another uh, humdinger of a show. We had uh, Sportsnet bets. Pat Stothers swing by the show. Uh, man's a beauty. Uh, a couple great picks as well. And just chatting about Sportsnet bets and um, all things uh, Toronto sports. We dove into um, uh, dove into some talk about, you know, the Leafs and really just burying the hatchet on the season after uh, Dubas was being let go uh, last week. We dive into that a little bit. But uh, we also haven't focused on uh, the other disappointment of a team uh, that we've had from this year, the Toronto Raptors, and uh, where they kind of stand in this season. Um, uh, at, at the end of the season, going into the draft, um, whether whether or not they climb up the um, the draft ladder or if they kind of stand pat, we get into all of it, um, and it's all being able. Uh, you can stream it all actually on uh, on YouTube, uh, Spotify, any of the platforms you name it. It's here. It's the Down by Two podcast, uh, brought to you by Yup Beer. Visit yupbeer.com to find a location near you. Now available in the beer store. Let it do. And also by Cryer Media. Visit Cryer.co for all things DB2 and sports-related content. There's your intro. Yep. Nice. That's it. That was yeah. good. I that like was that. it. <gasps> I like the way that smells. <laughs> yeah, it stinks. Yeah, it stinks. You like that. Yeah, great episode. It was a really good time chatting with him. Um, but other, other news uh, going on right now. Uh, we're going to be taking a week off because we fucking can. It's our show. We did, we're going to take a week off. Um, because, uh, we got a little, a little trip planned, don't we? Birdman. Mm-hmm. Going to be hopping on a flight. Going to on the, a flight. Going to the Caribbean. The Caribbean. Nice. Yeah. Going, uh, going down to, uh, Dominican uh, Republic. I wonder why we're going down there. Why? Bachelor party. Where did I leave my bachelor party? Bachelor party. Not yeah. just any bachelor party. Uh, a certain someone. Near, near and dear to our hearts yo i uh, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a time it's gonna be a time um i'm first of all very grateful uh the boys are fucking putting this whole thing together it's uh uh gonna be a wild time with uh fucking 15 or 17 of my closest fucking friends this is uh uh i'm, I'm excited i'm scared I'm, I'm pumped i'm scared I'm, I'm i'm actually more scared for you than i am for myself because like I'm part of the scaries. Like, I'm going to be your worst nightmare. Or part of it. Or best nightmare. Best dream? I don't know. We will see. Good dream. We just got to get you back uh, back in one piece, I suppose. With a, with a heartbeat. Look. Yeah. Let me, let me just be honest with everyone tuning in and listening to this. Um, I myself, like, I'm, I'm a pretty responsible guy. And I... Most I, I, I feel I'm, I'm pretty responsible. And I feel like out of our group of friends, I'm, I can be like chill and just be like, look guys, it's, it's getting, it's getting a bit late for a Tuesday. Maybe we just need to, maybe <laughs> it's 3am. Maybe look, we guys, just need it's to, a bit late for a Tuesday. <laughs> maybe we just need to get the bill. No, we don't need another pitcher. Okay. I, I think, I feel like I'm the voice of reason. Um, uh, a lot of the time. What? But, th- but then I feel like going down to the strip to Punta Cana I feel like a lot of guys are just going to maybe like rile me up a little bit too much. And I oh, yeah. just, I just, I, I, I don't, 
I don't know. I, because like just me being the responsible one in the group is just that, that's who I am. That's my nature. And like, oh, is it? I, I feel like all these other guys are going to try and get me out of my skin a little bit. So mm. where's this coming from? <laughs> that's the dumbest thing you've ever said. Got the voice of reason. What? Uh, look, I try to keep. I'm, 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 I'm a mild mannered guy. I, I dude. The last know, time I visited you, <laughs> I like was barely halfway through the door. Oh, you mean the, you, da- the you damn already... bachelor party? <laughs> yeah, no, the work party. The, the, uh, <laughs> the Christmas oh, right. work party. This is just the damn by two bachelor party, and then there was the work Christmas party. Yeah, uh, yeah. just you, me, and Mike. Um, <laughs> dude, I'm like halfway. That is the bachelor the, party, basically. Halfway through the door, and this guy's already got like a a shot poured for me. Mm-hmm. I think you iced me. You iced me in your own okay. home. Yeah, uh, okay. What else? I did that. Yeah. And it wouldn't even be surprised if you whip out a freaking 20 foot, two story shotgun thing. Ding dong. Yeah. Funnel. <laughs> like, that, I'm not the bringing voice that. of reason. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> that's ridiculous. Well, okay. That's if, let me be, let me be honest now for the record, for the, like, uh, on the, on the, on the record here. I I'm scared because there's what 16, 17, 18 of us going. I I lost count. Dude, this it's, is gonna be like the biggest payback of all time for all the times that you've gotten the eighteen I'm... of us just absolutely belligerent. Ugh, it's always my fault too. Like it's, it's just it's like... just coming back on so hard. Uh... In the best way, of yes, course. In the best way. It's in the, the best, best kind of revenge. But I am I am pimped i'm pimped it's <laughs> yeah. it's gonna be and then gonna be pooped i i honestly i i feel like it's gonna be weekend of bernie's just on the way back like dragging me through the airport i'm just gonna have like fucking <laughs> sunglasses on and i'm just gonna be someone's <laughs> gonna tie your hands to your luggage and they're gonna just pull your luggage down along and you're just gonna yeah. be dragged behind it like <laughs> Yeah, like, you, we get this guy's passport, uh, I'll be like, eh, you've got the, the glasses with the eyes that are open on it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh my god. I, I yeah, as long as I come back with a pulse, I think that all all that that's that all that matters really. Um, hey, you were smart. You ended up taking up what, like a week and a half off work just for this, even though we're we're only gonna be yeah, gone for no. three days. Because no, you knew no, it's, but there's, there's a, there's a, it's, it's going to be a, a bender. We're, we're gone for longer than that. We're gone for almost a week. So it's, I, I, I'm going to need not a week and a half. I did not take off a week and a half. I took a week off for a week bachelor party. So that's, that is what it is. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to need, I, I need to smarten the fuck up real quick after that, because just going to change gears here a little bit. Bam. Big old announcement for Jishalish here. We, uh, I, I have the opportunity to open for the one and the only Tom Green live in Sarnia and London, Ontario. That's right. So, um, yeah, I, I need to not only make it back for my wedding, but also for this, too, because uh, we got a big weekend of shows coming up June 16th and 17th. It's a big one. Look at that. Look at that QR code. Why don't you go scan it and you go get some tickets? Yeah, for go the scan show. that. How about? There's tickets available uh, for Sarnia as well. Back-to-back nights. <clears throat> Selfless plug. Come check it out. Support live comedy. Support our show. Like, share, subscribe. All that cool stuff. Um, yeah, it's uh, we'll 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 make it back the the following week to um, kind of break down, I guess, uh, what occurred in Punta. 
Um, yeah, maybe the uh, Punta Cana All Stars episode. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's oh man, I feel like we need to make a baseball team. Uh, yeah, <laughs> the Punta Cana All Stars. Maybe we all get uh, matching baseball jerseys. Uh, oh yeah, fuck it. Ooh, that'd be slick. And then we'll sell them on the show. Uh, but for now, uh, check out the uh, check out the Tom Green uh, live tour dates as I will be opening for him in Sarnia and London. Go scan that QR code right fucking there. There it is. Go scan it. Uh, get your tickets. I think they're forty five buck. Yep, they are. I can confirm. I scanned it already. Eh, scanned it. Works. It. Hooray! Um, but yeah, that's it. Enjoy the interview that we have with Pat Stothers, and uh, uh, follow us along for our picks as well on the Best Stand Bap, all that good stuff. Cryer Media, Yup Beer. You name it, we're on it. Here it is. Pat Stavis from Sportsnet Bet. Cheers. All righty. We got ourselves another special guest on the show. Uh, been really stoked to uh, have this guy on uh, on our show here. I've been chatting with him online, uh, really liking a lot of the content that he puts out, sports betting and otherwise. We have Sportsnet and Sportsnet Bets. Uh, Pat Stothers on the show. That's a bit of a fucking tongue twister, isn't it? Sportsnet <laughs> Bets, Pat Stothers. <laughs> but uh, man, my man, thank you for coming on the show when, uh, and welcome. Yeah, no problem at all. Yeah. When I first, they told us that we were going to be on TV last year for these Blue Jays things. And one of my opening lines was, I didn't introduce myself, right? So I'm Pat Stothers, yeah. SN Bets. This is the SN Bets big board presented by Bet365. Oh. And I had to <laughs> ring off this intro every single time. So yeah, but yeah. after doing it, we did like 80 of the 162 games. Oh, wow. And you yeah. got pretty good at it. But you got yeah, good at it. Oh, yeah. Ringing that script. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, it's it's been a wild ride. We had SN Bets uh, pop up, and Cabby was like, running all of our stuff for us and yeah we were, we were absolutely. making a lot of memes like i think you saw a lot of our content of just like oh yeah, yeah reactionary absolutely. memes to sports and stuff and uh yeah it was pretty cool yeah absolutely i mean let's let's jump into it i mean for for some of our viewers and listeners here tell us a little bit about yourself and and uh how we ended up on this show together and uh kind of bring us through that journey i guess you're a toronto guy yourself or or is it guelph i am a toronto guy i grew up in mississauga and then i moved to brampton and then i moved to scarborough and no way downtown so where, where in brampton where in Brampton? Uh, where was it? It was right by, uh, what was it? Like Mississauga yeah. Road turns into, I don't know. I forget exactly. It was right past the 407, basically. Kind of where I, like the uh, Loblaws yeah. head office is. Okay, yeah. See, I'm, I am I had a stint in Brampton, too. And like you, I try to forget my time there. So, <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, yeah, absolutely. It was one good year. It's just there's nothing to do. It's just a mall or like, yeah. like Shoppers World or whatever. Even the mall isn't, isn't like a full mall. Oh, it's brutal. But, uh, it's it's uh, fucking horrific. No, that's great. Yeah. And then, uh, and then <laughs> so, sweet, so, so you... to get out of Brampton, like I, I had to get the hell out of Brampton. So I decided to go to school again, to sports journalism school at Centennial. And then through that, I got an internship with Sportsnet. Perfect. Wor- yeah. Worked there for three years. Uh, yeah. Quit that and then started the podcast on my own kind of during the pandemic and mm-hmm. basically spewed hot takes about hockey. And then through that, I got to the SN Best thing. So it all was nice. a good little... Yeah. yeah, man. That's, no, cool. that's that's fantastic. We uh, that's basically kind of our our story as well. When it comes to yeah. when it comes to this podcast, is during the uh, during the pandemic. I mean, for myself doing stand up comedy and and uh, and Birdman over there doing uh, doing music, we just mm-hmm. needed we need something in order to put our our creative juices at work um, over the over the pandemic because comedy and live shows together were uh, were non existent. So that's kind yeah. of how we ended up with this as well. Yeah, it's definitely a time for people. I mean, anyone who uh, saw the writing on the wall and started a podcast, it was kind of a good idea, right? Because everyone was stuck at home for a year. But 
it was crazy. Absolutely. Just mm -hmm. what, when you do it, like for enough time, mm -hmm. you guys have been doing it. You start to see just like people that you've known kind of your whole life and they'll be like, Hey, I saw your thing, like, good job, blah, blah, blah. And it's like really fulfilling feeling. Like when you started this yeah. thing, I'm sure you guys just started for fun or whatever. I don't know what your intentions were. But Originally. Yeah. Was, yeah. yeah, yeah I mean, it's still fun, shit, right? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And you know, that was, it, it started off like that. Um, just being like, yeah, let's just chat, you know, sports with friends. Uh, but then like, I think it was like five episodes in, we landed Jack Armstrong on the show and then we're like, Oh, That's damn. Like, this just ended up getting really real, uh, out, of, out of nowhere. And then it was just kind of like trying to one up ourselves after that. So, uh, I mean, yeah, from, from one podcaster to another, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a hell of a ride. Um, and also just a lot of fun to be able to kick back and have a couple, have a couple of brewskis and uh, talk some shit uh, about some sports. So, um, that's why, uh, that's why we're, uh, we're pumped to have you on the show and, uh, Sportsnet bets. Let's, uh, let's chat about that. And we're like working with cabbie and, uh, we've yeah. had, uh, we've had our boy, uh, Kyle Parkinson on the show as well. Another Sportsnet yeah. bet, uh, favorite. And, uh, yeah, what's, what's, what's your time been like, uh, working with them and, uh, and, uh, work with cabbie. Yeah, it was really cool. I mean, I got a, a friend of mine sent it to me and said, this is this, uh, betting thing. It was on Twitter. So I saw it on cabbie's Twitter and I ended up clicking that link and applying. I applied to the sports thing. I reached out to everyone I knew. Yeah. Uh, but the way he pitched it to me, was like, we are like the squad for, like, for betting. Like we're representing sort of what fans are going through or betters are going through as you're watching the game. And oh, I'm like, yeah. that's perfect because that's kind of just who I am. You know what I mean? I don't yeah. really have to try very hard, but, uh, it was amazing. So as soon as we got in there, he's like showing us the studio and Cavi's a boss. Like this guy's been around for, I don't know how many years, but he's been oh, doing he's a, this yeah. and he's, he's a G yeah. yeah. He's a professional. He has all these connections. Everybody that sees him is like, yeah, like they're happy to see Cavi. Like he is as advertised. So, uh, it's nice. It was nice working with a leader like that. And then our producer, Curtis Russo as well, like just hilarious guy, but they gave us these opportunities. Like they take us to Jay's games or they take us to uh, a leaf game. And it's like filming content, like almost like influencers. Like we have our own phones in our face, like getting mm -hmm. excited over this stuff, but Absolutely. Really, really fun times. And then, yeah, like I say, like they got us on TV. I don't know how this happened, but they <laughs> worked it in that we had like a two minute segment before the Jays games. Mm -hmm. And just like that, like we're on like national sports net TV, which is a pretty wild ride because none of us had ever done that before. But the other guy I did it like uh, Mike Mahorovich and uh, Anthony Bruno were the other yeah. like originals that did it with me. And like mm -hmm. they had some TikTok videos and stuff, but nothing like that. So it was cool like being in the studio sure. and doing this Don't stuff. Coast oh, the yeah. coast. But the Absolutely. coolest thing was I got the uh, the press pass. So we're a little nervous at first, but it basically gave you full access to the stadium. So we were walking oh, wow. like yeah. down into the dugout and walking up the stairs and we got on the field to see the players. I wasn't there for this one, but they saw like Aaron Judge walk by on the Yankees because we we're on the visitor side, right? But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, just pretty, pretty surreal experiences uh, just through doing that job. So I'm mm -hmm. grateful to Sportsnet and Cabby and everyone involved in getting that going because it was fun as hell. So and cool. yo, and that's 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 been it too. And uh, following along as well. And and my man, I've seen you, I've seen you online, just going through it with the Chargers too. And you know, yeah. oh yeah, I feel like <laughs> I feel like I'm I'm riding with you too. And I'm like, damn, the 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 pain is real, my man. Like it's. It seemed uh, like every time we do one of these things where we film it, it would be some brutal collapse. Like we we were watching the Jays <laughs> when it was eight one, and they lost and. It's like we had some really bad luck, and it makes for good content, I guess. But we were t we were taking L's for sure. It wasn't very fun. I mean, walk. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't want to revisit that too much because you have this season to look forward to. But walk us through because you, you had the whole squad there, and you guys were up big, and then just the and it seemed like I, correct me if I'm wrong, but it looked like the whole squad was rolling with the Chargers. 
Yeah, well, we kind of decided beforehand we got to root for one team. And Chargers, at the beginning of the year, we kind of, like, jumped on the Chargers. Yeah. I specifically had a fantasy team that was just all – it was every Chargers. So Everyone I, drafted I was, Justin Herbert high. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> like third round, if anything, so, yeah. Yeah, and it was kind of a snooze. Like, they were up so much, so we were, like, getting bored. Like, there's nothing to talk about. And then all of a sudden, we're not really paying attention, and then there's one score, two yeah. scores, and all of a sudden the game's over. And yeah, we were all on the char- uh, yeah, we were all on the Chargers when we lost. And then for the Super Bowl, same thing. We were all on the Eagles, and they had such a great oh, yeah. first half. And then we saw how that ended. Yeah, but absolutely, been, man. Yeah. so rough. That's what sports, a ride. That's sports for you. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, and people love uh, the drama you, too. You, we're, we're from Toronto. Like we see, we see uh, all kinds of heartbreak here. It's oh yeah, kind of par for the course with any of our teams. It seems like, and I don't know why that is. Oh, for sure. But yeah, man, I mean, hats off to you guys. I mean, definitely just taking the viewer and, and uh, inviting them in to sit on your couch. It felt like we were there with you and, and sharing in the same sort of pain. And uh, so, yeah, kudos to you and your team. That's uh, you putting out some some awesome content. But uh, uh, yeah, man, uh, let's let's speaking of just Toronto sports and the overall landscape of everything. Um, let's let's touch. Let's touch on a couple of uh, points here. I'll be honest. I don't fucking want to talk about the Leafs anymore. Like I, we've we've been on it about over the last few weeks, and it's just it's it's been nothing but heartache. Um, and so maybe just give us a couple of your your thoughts and takeaways from the end of the season. Yes, we breached the second round, uh, but it was a very quick exit. And as we see, it was it's it's a it's a Stanley Cup contender. I mean, they could do it all. Uh, the Florida Panthers making quick work of the Carolina Hurricanes, which I personally I saw the Leafs going down quick against the Florida, but I didn't see the Canes getting swept. So yeah. it's it's just nuts that, you know, every team that goes through them since their rebound against Boston has been going through just this buzzsaw of a team uh, playing incredible hockey. But and here I go again on a tangent. So it's <laughs> just... I don't uh, know what it is. I, I agree with you, though. It's I mean, to take out the Boston Bruins, who were the best regular season team of all time. Mm-hmm. And then the Leafs, and then yeah, Carolina are bums. They're a stacked team. Like I had, I think I had a bet on them to beat the Vegas Golden Knights in the finals. But I don't know what happened with Florida. Part of it is Bobrovsky's playing his butt off, but they're just completely clicking in every way and playing this heavy, heavy playoff style hockey. But it's so frustrating because we built the team that was successful. Like the Leafs had a great regular season team, whatever they had, 110 points, yep. and we even retooled of like maybe that's not a playoff team good regular season team we even retooled at the deadline and got tougher and got all these guys and it still wasn't enough so it's incredibly frustrating to watch and then obviously the future uncertain with dubas out Mm -hmm. uh yeah that's it's gonna be a wild one i mean anything can happen i'm sure they could be back but it's uh yeah yeah, i mean it's a little murky for the leafs right now oh yeah obviously to say the least, I mean, yeah. there's <laughs> sorry to, just sorry to turn no, the knife even further. No, 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 no. I mean, hey, that's what we're here to talk about. It's, it's, you know, we were like right up until all that news broke and everything. We're just like, man, we really hope that they do keep Dubas. And and we thought that, you know, and it, it seems like a lot of it is riding, especially when it comes to Austin Matthews, whether or not he stays uh, in Toronto. I feel some of that was being um, was was reliant on Dubas staying. And now that's also an even bigger question that's looming in the air. Um, and, and a lot of people think that it's time for a change. And, you know, some of the contracts that he's handed out over the years when it comes to, uh, when it comes to, um, uh, uh, Mitch Marner and, 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 and Tavares as well. I mean, a lot of people will say that he set us up for failure, uh, for the years to come with no draft capital either. But at the end of the day, I, 
I, I, I do. I, it's, it's hard for me to ag- agree on both sides because it's just, it, it just hurts so much and it's so fresh right now. Yeah. Uh, whether, whether he screwed us for the future, I think kind of, and even how much he paid those players, he kind of did what he had to do, even though, you know, you could argue he could have just not, you know, when, when Nylander held out, he could have just not given him that extra money. When Marner was asking for more, he could have just not done that, but those players would have gotten that money somewhere else. So it's, Kind of yeah. difficult to fault him for that. Yeah, I think Dubas did I really everything he could with this team, and yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily agree with the firing. I, I think he's one of the best GMs in terms I, of just like figuring things out. You know, he makes it work. Me, we were it team, is, and this whole team is this, is his vision. So we were team Dubas too. We were. Yeah. I mean, the, like I don't know, Bird. You tell me. Uh, has your opinion changed since uh, since Shanahan um, had his presser and and maybe a little bit more was brought to light? Yeah, like we recorded the night before and yeah, we were just like totally pro Dubis, if I remember correctly. And then <laughs> yeah. yeah, now I'm kind of like confused because I'm hearing like uh, it's it's more of a power move between him and Shani. And, you know, he wanted more of a uh, autonomy or whatever. Right. He wanted to make more of the decisions instead of always having to go through Shani and like, I don't really know what happened between them, but I think that was more the deciding factor than, like, his press conference and stuff. Like, I think that's just, like, a cover for it, if that makes sense, you know? So, like, my opinion on Dubas hasn't really changed. Like, I, I think he was a great GM, too. And Agreed. I would have loved to keep him, but... Yeah, that just sounds like, I don't know, like, two high school kids getting in an argument and just not inviting each other to their birthday parties or something like i don't know it's just like and now the whole like on the highest the franchise uh, yeah. rests on that so i don't know it's kind of frustrating in that sense i mean i don't know if i agree with him using his family as pawns i've heard that as well and how it was completely unprofessional i at the end of the day he was a gm for the people he did the moves that all the fans were screaming about and you can't mm-hmm. really ask for much more as a fan. I mean, like he went out and did the deals that he needed to on the deadline, um, whether or not you like some of the contracts and whether or not you think that he set us up for failure. And it was just kind of just like a one final kick at the can. It kind of felt like Anthopolis a little bit where it's just like, all right, well, I'm probably going to be gone next year anyway. So here, let's just, let's just, you know, go for broke here. But um, at the end of the day, I, I whichever team gets them is going to be very lucky. Yeah. Agreed. Okay. <laughs> That's it. No more. I like no more. I, we got we got a whole no fucking leaves. no more leaves. <laughs> we got a whole over. we got a whole summer to fucking bitch and complain about the Blue Jays. And I, I don't even want to get into that right now quite yet. Um let's let's you know, speaking of, of disappointments, let's let's talk about our Raptors. That's you know, that's something that we haven't covered a lot of recently and um man, a lot of uncertainty with, with what's going on with that organization too. I mean, it's starting with with uh, with the firing of Nick Nurse, we haven't really been able to dive too too much into that. But I'd love to get some of your thoughts and uh, and you know what direction we should be heading in when it comes to finding a new head coach. Yeah, I mean, again, Nick Nurse kind of has the same feel to me, where it's I like the guy. He had proven success with us. He seems to be a clever coach. Like he he'll he's been proven to like change his schemes on a night-to-night basis in order to help the team win. It's not necessarily his fault for all the yeah. struggles, but yeah. he's got to go. Some of it probably is. Mm-hmm. Um, where do you go for the new coach? I don't know who's really available. Like we, There's a lot of talk about Steve Nash coming in, and it's like whether right. you think 
yes, Brooklyn Nets were kind of a, an absolute mess, excuse me. They were a total mess oh, yeah. from top They're to bottom. Show. Yeah. So is that a one-off or is that, was he part of that mess where, he, you know, he might not be the best coach to come in here? Like we've seen in like a number of sports, your best players aren't necessarily the best coaches. But who knows? Yeah. He hasn't. That was his first kick at the can, right? So I wouldn't hate seeing Steve Nash just because he's Canadian and played oh, yeah. the Raptors. It's very storybook. But I really don't know anything about him as a coach. Yeah, a lot of people. A lot of people have said that you know, just just looking at the way that he handles the game and, and is able to command his players and command his team, uh, that he wasn't able to do that in Brooklyn. And fucking, how could you? I mean, like you, yeah, you got, the guys. He was trying to do it. Look with, at right? the like, guys. I mean, and none of them are healthy at any time at, at any given point. I mean, they played what? How many games do they have collectively between Harden, Durant, and and, and Kyrie? Like it's it, you, you can't really blame him, but you have to point the finger somewhere. Um, I, I mean, I, I, I like, I like how, how much of a frenzy Raptors fans are getting in with, with Steve Nash and, and JJ Redick being, <laughs> uh, interviewing for the job as well. It's just, it's, it's nuts. But one thing that still kind of, it's, it still kind of bothers me is the way Udoku, um, kind of, kind of, uh, labeled the Raptors as just being a mid team. And as, do you think that's tarnished what it's like or, or the allure to maybe, coming over and coaching the Raptors because now you're looking at some coaches like Monty Williams. You just got fucking canned from, from Phoenix and then uh, interviews with the, with the Detroit Pistons, Detroit Pistons uh, send him an offer and he turns it down. So it's just like, are you, are you seeing coaches now kind of picking their, uh, their next sort of steps based on, you know, what everyone else kind of thinks of them as a team or an organization? Yeah, I don't. Uh, I do think there is a bit of bias, obviously, against Toronto in terms of like we've always had trouble getting free agents here until Kawhi, and then he came here for like half a season and left. Like, no, you know, traded. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Traded. Yeah, but he's he. You know, he players have never wanted to come north of the border. I don't know why that is necessarily. Like, it's if it's the weather or the taxes or whatever it is. But in terms of like the Raptors being a mid team, <clears> like you say, there is a lot of uncertainty here. So if you are a coach that wants to go and win right away, this might not be the best destination because they were. I think they were exactly 41 and 41 last year. Like it's a 500 yeah. team. So yeah. depending on what happened, yeah, it's the definition <laughs> of mid. So depending <laughs> on which way these dominoes fall, they could go, you know, they could be on the up and up again, or they could totally drop towards the bottom. And you don't necessarily want to be the coach that puts his name on a failing, on a sinking ship, you know? And it just doesn't feel like it's within the Raptors DNA to, to want to go out and get like a Budenholzer or a Monty Williams or, God fucking forbid if it's Doc Rivers. I swear to you, I oh, will no. snap if it's Doc. Uh, that guy just that, that guy's uh, never been. I've never been a big fan of, of his coaching uh, coaching style. But that being said, the Raptors don't. They they seem like they might pull the same sort of thing when they fired uh, Dwayne Casey and then promote within uh, and, and promote Nick Nurse. So you may you may end up seeing someone like an Adrian Griffin coming coming in and uh or or for example someone from uh, one of the assistant coaches from from denver who's now made made it to the finals as well so i feel like that they're not going to go for one of those big name coaches uh i definitely do think that they would um would promote within that being said though you made a good point with with the team being uh 41 and 41 it can either go trend upwards or, or downwards which direction do you kind of see that and and is there any relation to that with when it comes to our draft and, and where we kind of sit as of now? Yeah, it's I mean, if there is a big trade coming for the draft, Portland was shopping their pick. The Pacers were shopping their pick. If we're moving up in the draft and 
getting one of these top guys and keeping the 13th pick, depending on our, and with it, it all comes down to what happens, right? Like if we keep OG, yes, we could be on the up and up right away with, you know, a couple of good prospects, but we're going to have to move somebody, right? Like Siakam would probably be the first to go. You still have to sign Van Vliet and, uh, well, I forget, but anyways, it's, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, Trent. Trent, Trent and Trent. Yeah. Um, but these things have to happen. And knowing Masai and his history, he's not a guy that's going to do everything we're talking about. Everyone, like you, the big names of the coaches, we're not necessarily going to sign that. We're not going to go for the big swing trade. I think he's a very patient guy and he's mm-hmm. going to wait until these deals are the perfect deal before he actually pulls the trigger. Otherwise, he's, he's not going to show his hand. He's going to draft a court and he will get somebody like Kobe or whatever. And uh, see what happens. No, absolutely. I mean, like, there's been a lot of great picks that have come in uh, within that sort of realm. I, first of all, just let's just go back to the the, our options that we're looking at right now with Portland shopping their number three pick. Um, Why, if you're Portland, I don't understand why you're doing that because you you haven't been able to build a winning roster around Damian Lillard, and now you think by shipping the third, your third pick for. I mean, OG Ananobi or Pascal Siakam, like, that's going to do it? Is that going to make you all of a sudden a contender? Like, it is it is time for them to just part ways with Damian Lillard. So I don't understand the fact that they're shopping. I've, I heard I heard Cat Williams, or sorry, not Cat Williams. <laughs> Carl Anthony Towns. <laughs> Imagine. Cat <laughs> yeah. Williams just yeah. did the deal. Uh, yeah. Carl Anthony Towns being being shopped from, from Minnesota to Portland. Uh, for for that pick and it's just like why like why would why would either of them do that i think like if if you put if you put cat and 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 lillard together i i like that i think you're you're gonna have to give up too much for that so for for portland i don't understand why they're shopping but they are what would you put in for a deal if you were to get potentially scoot henderson or um or brandon miller uh yeah i mean the specific like I would think Siakam would be the guy that goes there, and he might match well with Lillard because he is a guy that gets to the rim and does the basically not, not the opposite that, players, right? I'm not saying that these guys wouldn't match. I mean, Cat Williams would be fantastic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Cat Williams is just a throw-in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, sorry. Uh, but it would have to be with more picks. And then, I mean, I was listening. I forget who else I was listening to. But to make it work, they'd have to give back, like, Simons. And then, like you say, what makes it worth it for them? Like, no. in order to get Siakam under the cap, it's just, yeah, I don't know why they would do it. Um, I think it's a lot of conjecture, but maybe they're just throwing it out there to see maybe some team is we'll so desperate, yeah, that they'll overpay, and then all of a sudden they do have a contender around Lillard and they can go in again. Um, I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, if they, I guess they can re- retain certain players and what have you. I mean, like Simons is, uh, I mean, that that that's a that's a stud of a player that you'd have to give up, unfortunately, but. Um, you know, they can build around Grant and I guess Nurkic or, or Nurkic would probably have to end up going too. So, I mean, like, I don't know what your roster would look like if you're Portland. Um, I, I find that just a little bit confusing that that's what they're doing. And I guess just making themselves available to see who would overpay. And if you're going to give something like, like Minnesota did for Rudy Gobert. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, like you, you, you never know. I mean, that's maybe why Minnesota is trying to get rid of cat because, um, they, they need some of those, some of that draft capital back. Otherwise they're screwed. Um, right. but then what's, what's also interesting to me, and I think that's what, what makes a little bit more sense is Indiana shopping their seventh pick, which I could see for the Raptors. I could see them doing really 
doing a lot with that and grabbing that seventh pick, retaining their 13th, and also getting back a future first or a second. And then one of the names that comes to mind is Buddy Heald. And I think being able to shop all of that for OG Ananobi, is that a deal that you do? <laughs> I don't know. I really don't know. Like, oh, with, okay. with OG, like he... He's a guy you match up against anybody defensively, and that's just so hard to come by. And and I think Masai knows what he has in OG. I mean, we should do it kind of anything we can to hang on to that guy, in my yeah. opinion. But again, I think because of his patience, it's not going to be some last-minute deal where he pulls the trigger at the draft. As much as we might hope he does it, I don't think anything's going to happen. I think we're just going to take our 13th pick and move along. And, and does another team go for it? I don't, I'm not even sure of that either. It seems like it's all very, like this, these all came out two or three days ago, right? Mm-hmm. It's all Absolutely. very uh, flash in the pan. So, Absolutely. Yeah. And you know what? I, I if, if we've looked at any sort of track record when it comes to the Raptors and it comes to Masai and Bobby, they, they don't, they, they don't do anything crazy unless it's a DeMar for Kawhi trade. You, you won't see them pull anything nuts on the uh on, on draft night i i totally agree with you i think the 13th pick there's a lot of talent that can be uh added to the team that's that's coming in at that 13th pick um sucks that we couldn't be higher but um again i i, I think it's you're looking at these teams like portland indiana again indiana i don't i guess they they think that they can build a contender uh with what they have now i don't know that that remains to be seen but uh yeah i think i think raptors fans don't get too excited that's there's there's nothing nothing big is going to happen nothing nothing big really did happen aside from Jakob Pertl at the trade deadline which you know we didn't really I mean we we thought maybe we might see that but then we thought that there was going to be another trade that followed and turns out yeah I definitely did we're just like oh man big start Masai's Mm -hmm. cooking and then it's and then nothing nothing actually happened yeah the, the one thing that's just like, you know, with Masai addressing uh, after, after the media, after the, the Acapurtle trade was that there, there were a bunch of trades that were on the table. And he's like, these are these are all deals that we can still do come draft day and, and in the summer. So he may be sitting on something that's already been negotiated from draft or from uh, the trade deadline day. But Raptors fans, again, don't get excited. Look at his track record. He hasn't done anything crazy. Um, but, but then again, who knows? He, uh, he, he might surprise us with, uh, with, with something on draft day. But then again, I think you're right. 13th pick. Look at what our options are. Address the shooting. That's definitely something that we need. Yep. I agree. Yeah. I don't think you have to, I don't think you have to go through a full, you know, everyone was begging for them to tank and blow it up and you don't have to do that. I don't, I don't think like there's enough pieces that they can try to retool and you just have to have faith that they can kind of pull it off, but. There, there really is. And, you know, I mean, if 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 there's been any story of this NBA uh, postseason uh, this year has been the Miami Heat and having that eighth seed, uh, hopefully by the end of uh, by the end of this uh, episode, when we're done recording and everything that they will be heading to the NBA finals, to go face the Denver Nuggets. Um, but, yeah, I think uh, you just got to look. You got to look at some of these play in teams. And, you know, once once you're in, you're in. And, mm-hmm. you know, this, the, you know, the sky's the limit uh, when it comes to, you know, Miami. We had them pegged as being, a, uh, you know, an underperforming team uh, this year and not, um, not hitting the, uh, the, the win over uh, for, for the entire season. Um, and I'm pretty sure we hit that because, and because they, they were an eight seed going in. Um, yeah. So, and then, and then it's just, uh, Jimmy Butler, obviously. That's why I'm wearing his fucking tarp right now, but he's been. <laughs> <laughs> he, he is him. Uh, him, he. 
he's uh he's been destroying so i mean yeah, yeah. again rappers fans uh, maybe not blow it up right now i think i think let's just stand pat i think we've needed a bit of a change when it comes to culture uh behind uh behind the the, the head coach uh seat as well so i think um i think once we get the proper uh the proper coach in in place there i think um i think things will look a bit different for us so um let's maybe try another season with this core with what we have retain what we can and uh and move forward yeah, just get try some different schemes maybe with a different coach and someone that, you know, actually can command the attention of the players. Like I feel like Nurse definitely lost those guys a little bit. And man, getting a guy like Buddy Healed would be so sick. Like we need we need a shooter so bad. And yes. getting a guy like that would just be like that would be perfect. I I'd be happy with that. I'd be happy with that too. I don't know if I want to get rid of OG. I'm, I'm, I'm maybe on the same, uh, on the same page here with Pat, but that's uh, again, I don't think anything's going to happen. And then watch a year from now, we end up in 11th and we don't even make the fucking play in. And then we're all pissed off all over again. So that's, that's just life Classic. and time of a Toronto sports fan. Um, so that's, uh, that's kind of what we're looking at for that. So stay tuned. Um, obviously the draft is coming up in the next couple of weeks and we'll have full coverage on that as well. Uh, moving along, though, it's time for DB2 Bets. Ding, ding, ding. Brought to you by our boys over at BetStamp. Uh, make sure you uh, download the BetStamp app uh, to be able to line shop and find the best odds across all the different sports books and all the different markets as well. And use that promo code DB2 for all those sweet, sweet sign-up bonuses. Now, Pat, been looking forward to this. Is it just me, or am I the only one who is completely fucking frustrated with the NBA and NHL scheduling right now? That we have two oh. games playing on fucking Thursday night, both at eight o'clock, and we have all we can do right now are baseball. And for, for if they Friday, both end May the twenty sixth, if they both end t- tonight, we have to wait like a week until the finals start. Yeah, it's yeah. insane. It's insane. Well, then if and if they both win tonight, then they both. They they both play on uh, on Saturday, so I mean, like if the Celtics win, oh yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and the Stars win, then they'll both play on Saturday. It's like, why can't we space these out? Yeah, why? Like, and they and they both start at the same time. Anyways, that's not the point. We're 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 talking <laughs> baseball. We're happy to make some diamond picks here. Uh, fucking why not? We're gonna have a whole summer of baseball picks to bitch and moan about. But uh, let's 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 start early. Let's start in May. Why not? Um. Pat, I've been I've been stoked to be able to have you uh, give you give us your two cents. You got some you got some good picks. We had a chance to chat about them uh, before the show here. Uh, but let's start off with uh, our struggling Blue Jays. We got our Toronto Blue Jays uh, finally finished our our series with um, uh, with our division rivals um, with the Orioles and the Yankees and the fucking Rays and. The Red Sox, when we finally get to face another team from a different division, now it is the Minnesota Twins going into the going into the weekend. But you like the Jays. Tell us why. I do like the Jays. And you're right. It's a rough go in the AL East. It's obviously the most deadly division. Every one of these teams is killers. And the Orioles actually were one of the best teams. I think they were the best team against the spread because no one expected them to do anything. And they were basically in a playoff. Oh, um, yeah. But I like the I Jays. Have them, I have I had them kind of pegged to. I had them you pegged had them on pegged? the on the on the season over uh, for 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 win totals. So I mean, like yeah. they're 
they're playing some fucking incredible baseball. And then, but then you look at the Rays and it's like, fuck off. Like, it's just, it's, it's too much. Like why this division is just bonkers. But anyways, that's. They're good teams that drafted well. And then you have the Yankees and the Red Sox who have unlimited money to pay for their teams. But the Jays are not playing well either. Like our guys are not doing what they're supposed to do. So that doesn't help. I mean, it's obviously a shot in the confidence when you drop three series straight to your divisional rivals. But the other reason I like them to win is it's, it is Kevin Gosman pitching tomorrow, who's always steady. Yeah. He's always a good player. He's actually second in the league in strikeouts right now with 81. Um, yeah. And the Jays, despite being last in the division, they have a 5-10 record right now. The Minnesota Twins are 5-20, and they're first in the AL Central. So it's, they're in an easier division, straight up. I don't know what kind of matchups they have closely, but I do like the Jays to beat the Twins. At least bounce back from the AL East. That's what I'm hoping for. So I think they're going to win. Uh, I'm taking them on the run line, minus 1.5, and that's plus 112 on FanDuel. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. I mean, uh, closer to, I guess, once this is released, maybe jump on FanDuel and uh, check to see what the over-under is for uh, Kevin Gosman's strikeouts. It's usually, I think it's probably bumped up to around 6.5 for uh, for strikeouts, but he hits the over quite often as well. Uh, So whenever we get our hands on a player prop, we like to be able to look into that as well. Um, So, yeah. Kevin Gosman strikeout Jay, machine. Jay's just had a had a players only meeting or something today, so you know maybe they uh, hey maybe that that turns things around. So I I like that behind it as well. Yeah, players only kind of. Uh, does this have anything to do with Schneider uh, as as the hey, skipper? Yeah, good point. And... I didn't even think of that. Look, it's it's we're in May. There's there's gonna be some 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 major rough patches throughout the season. There's it's full of highs and lows and it's better to just get it out of the way now and be able to catch, catch your stride um, in the dog days of the summer as well. So uh, I, I, I am not, I'm, I'm concerned. I'm concerned, but I'm not overly worried as of right now. Um, especially when you just look at all the other teams that have our record as of right now, we were playing good right out the gates. We've just hit a bit of a rough patch and we need to bounce back. Now we need to look at the game plan uh, with all of the teams in our fucking division. Uh, crazy that we're in last, but it's just the way it is. Uh, yeah, definitely like that run line. Uh, Jay's run line, minus one and a half. Runs at plus 112. That's available on FanDuel. We actually got FanDuel across the board. Uh, they have the best odds. So again, go check that out on the BetStamp app as they highlight the best odds across all the different sports books. And for Friday, May the 12th, or Friday, May 26th, I don't even know what fucking day it is. Um, <laughs> uh, FanDuel. FanDuel's got it across the board. Uh, so let's jump over to uh, your next pick over here with the Astros. Uh, this one's a bit of a given, but tell us why. Yeah, I like the Astros. They're facing the Oakland Athletics. Uh, this is more against the Athletics than it is for the Astros because their Oakland is 10 and 41 up to this point in the season. That's below 200. That's a 196 winning percentage, and that's mm-hmm. a bad thing. I'm not a numbers guy, but I'm pretty sure they're not winning very much. <laughs> so you're playing against the defending champs here with a stacked lineup, and I don't even think it matters who's pitching. I think that the Astros are going to win. I'm taking them on the run line. It's not I mean, even h- an underground minus 146 to win by two or more. So. Yeah, That's what exactly. I'm basing that one on is the Astros matchup. I think they're going to wallop them. I've been wrong yeah. before, though. Well, look at the look at the pitching matchup. I mean, you have Hunter Brown against uh, I can't even spell your fucking last name, but it's he's winless, uh, four losses, and he's got an eight point six eight ERA. So, yeah, they yeah. don't have the they don't have the team for it. They don't have the run support or the pitching, and it's some books they even got have... ten wins. They got ten. They got ten wins. Now. Oh, that's pretty neat. That's cool. <laughs> and how many how many losses? Forty right now. 
41. Like 41. 41. Oh, yeah. great. Yeah. Fantastic. It's probably 42 by the end of tonight. But um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, a lot of the other books also have the run line, and you don't see the run line being uh, pushed to two and a half um, before opening pitch very often. But this is a matchup that uh, definitely uh, calls for it. So if you can find it at, at one and a half, I like that value at minus 148. So um, they, I think that's a, that's that's very, very attainable for the Houston Astros. Uh, two and a half, that's still, I feel pretty safe about that as well. Um, moving along, I got one pick to throw into the hat here. Uh, we got the Mets and Rockies under 11 and a half runs at minus 115. That's available on FanDuel as well. Three for three with FanDuel. Um, am I missing something here? I don't know. I don't know why the over under is 11 and a half runs. That seems awfully high for two teams that are in the bottom half of run production in the league with the Mets and Rockies. Uh, the Mets, uh, the Mets are, I think 21st uh, in, in uh, runs and the Rockies are not too, not too far behind. So uh, I don't understand why it's at 11 and a half. It's weird. Most books have them at that. I, I don't know if I'm missing something, but Scherzer's taking the mound. Um, so, I mean, he can't be given up too many runs to the Rockies. Uh, so I just, I, I feel like, and, and then you're also playing in Colorado. Like it's always a tough place to travel to, especially as a Easter East coast team. So 11 and a half runs. I just find that a bit odd. Is there something that, and you guys know that I don't. Unless they're fully going off the altitude thing, how it's easier to hit home runs in Colorado. Yeah. But yeah. I, I, I was looking at that line thinking that Scherzer, like Scherzer under runs. Um, I didn't see Scherzer's last outing though. Has he, I don't think he's starting as well. Right. Like well, he's... since he, since he got dinged with the sticky stuff, no, he's, yeah. he's back and starting. He's back and starting. He's, he's, uh, yeah. uh, since he got dinged with the sticky stuff, he's, um, uh, he's been okay. He's, he's been fine. Um, I have, I have him on my fantasy team and he's, uh, he's, he's been good. Um, he's only had one outing. Um, so I just don't, I just don't think that this will be <laughs> much more than, uh, you know, maybe eight runs total nine so 11 yeah. and a half it just seemed to be uh seemed to be a bit high so uh unless i'm missing something you guys let me know let me know in the comments if you guys uh pick something out that i didn't um it's just i i, I see 11 and a half and I'm, i i think under so be that as it may uh but one more time sportsnet bets pat stothers on the show my man thank you so much for jumping on please come Thanks back please come back and do this again um yeah. anything else that we got to be looking out for right now when it comes to you uh where can we check out your show uh, you can check me out at the casual fan podcast on TikTok. It's fan, the casual on Instagram. Uh, yeah. but yeah, I'm also bartending in my part time. So come to Hemingway's downtown in Toronto. It's a good spot. Dude, Hemingway's. Yeah. Hell yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yo, oh, we're, that's a great yeah. place. You can come down and I'll feed you drinks all night. So, oh yeah. man, I've, yeah. I've done, I've done some shows at uh, Hemingway's as well. Always been a disaster, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, for standup, um, questionable for, but just, but just for drinks and, and for you, Pat, that's, uh, without a doubt, that's definitely a good time. Um, yeah. maybe, maybe we'll, uh, Maybe we'll swing by and uh, grab a pint there before we head out to Punta Cana. Um, oh, again, we're gonna do be- it! Yeah. Absolutely, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And have fun on your trip. That'll be awesome. You need a little oh, yeah. uh, pregame, pregame warm up. I think. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I, I don't want to overdo it uh, before I even get on the plane. So, uh, <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, in moderation. But one more time, Pat Stothers, thank you so much for joining us. Yes. Take thank care, you guys. Really, thank you for having me. It's fun. Cheers, absolutely. guys. Absolutely. Cheers. Thanks.
I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all had. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network.